0: Hey, this is Dirk from Uren, from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult
1: Magazine podcast. I'm your host, OJ, and this is part three of our album of the year countdown. My voice is still jacked up, but whatever. I guess this will be the penultimate episode. I think that's how it goes.
0: In this episode, we got Keith and Gary talking about Numbers twenty to number two. And you still have until December 20th to guess my number one record. And if you do,
1: I will mail you for Ghost Coat Coasters. Yeah, that's what it is. Coasters. For your beers, or your teas, or whatever. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere man. What are you waiting for people? Come on! This year's numbers were good, but they could be better. We have a lot of ideas for next year, and we can't reach them all without your help and support. Anyway, enjoy the countdown. And welcome back to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Ghost Cult Kefi, and we are counting down all the way to number one. The top 75 albums of the year as voted on by the staff of GhostCultMag.com. I am so thrilled to be joined once again for the umpteenth year in a row at one of these segments by our writer from the UK, Gary Alcock. Gary, how are you?
0: I'm fine. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, I, lo- I love the... Uh, the uh, obi-wan kenobi right there nice work <laughs> oh yeah
0: gotta chop a bit of star wars in there
1: always man i watched a whole ton of star wars over the american holiday just past and uh that's my tradition usually uh twilight zone x-files for new year's star wars over that huh this past one thanksgiving ah whatever i'm not a fan of the holiday itself but we i had a nice gathering with some friends and uh that was great
0: and involves good star wars that's a good tradition
1: yeah for sure even even the one with Jar Jar, even that one, it's okay. <laughs>
0: think good to Jar Jar.
1: <laughs> you know, and then they brought him back recently. I don't want to spoil anything you haven't seen yet. I'm sure you've seen it, but uh, no, you know, same. uh, the actor they brought him back. Not not Jar Jar, but the actor. So yeah, yeah, man. Uh, what a year 2023 has been. It's been crazy. As I have said on a previous episode, by the end of the year, we'll have reviewed possibly the most albums of all time in the history of our brand in year 11. Over 600 albums, 606 is the tentative final number. That's just mind blowing to me. Um, What a gargantuan effort by Steve Tovey. What a gargantuan effort by all the writers. And as I'm fond of saying, you have probably written more than half of this 75 that we, we, we have counted down. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I bet you. I bet you are. I'm kind of burned out from shows right now. I just hit a huge clip of shows on top of travel all over the country to see Metallica. So, I'm pretty burned out. And, uh, but I will say I'm not burned out on new music and, you know, seriously, the contribution of yourself and all the writers. It goes without saying this. We don't exist without you. And I think we're very well regarded as very. Good, but tough and fair reviewers, because of writers like you, you just understand music critique at a level I don't think a lot of other people do
0: <laughs> Thanks
1: yeah, much, you know, cheers to you and all the rest, so we're gonna we're gonna count down. 20 to number two and then do the big reveal for number one right after that <laughs> but i wanted to just pick your brain for a minute what did you think of this year in music were there any you know what genre stood out the most to you what albums did you love the most what was your number one all those things are good questions to answer
0: well there's been a lot of good stuff this year it's uh, they've been like you said there's been a lot of a lot of albums released trying to keep up with a lot of them a lot of them slipped through my net, but i've caught up with most of them toward the end of the year but I mean, there was one, um, Enforcer, oh, yeah, there's one, um, missed it at the time. Then I saw them live and went, I'm going to get their new album. And Nostalgia is a great album. There's a lot of new stuff, new bands coming up. There's a, a local band to me um, that's on my radar, Death Collector. They released their um, debut album, Death Toll, a few months back. And that's just real solid death metal, also the old school style. There's just been a lot of uh, variation. Has been so much. I found myself listening to everything, basically from um, old school like Kirathon, Goals, the new album Dark, uh, Dark Parade. That was excellent. Through uh, another old boy, Alice Cooper, Road was excellent. Um, to Twin Temple completely not metal in any way. Old school 50s, well, 50s, 60s, do what? You know, nothing remotely metal about it, but it's just Satan. And it just sounds great. Other recent one that's just popped up on one of my lists, it's going to be very high, is the Greenland, uh, British band uh, This Heathen Land, the album's called That is just absolutely brilliant. Do me, but now they sound a bit like Ghost, which put a few people off, but it's attracted me more to them, but they're really good. You know, there's another band, uh, Moonlight Sorcery. I reviewed their album, Horned Lord of the Thorned Castle. Uh, how evil is that? It's really kind of like again, it's it's a new band doing kind of old school, kind of finished um black metal. And um it just sounds absolutely great. There's a lot of um Progressive stuff on there and exploratory stuff. This sounds stands really great. Voyager, Australian lot from uh, who have been around for ages, but a lot of people only turned on to, to the European song concerts. Um, their album Fearless in Love is absolutely brilliant. Wasn't expecting to like that one, uh, but really did. And um, even there's, there's, well, you can't even get through you without comedy albums. Nanowar of Steel, uh, dislike to false metal is just one of those stupidest albums I've heard for quite some years. And it's just brilliant. The songs are absolutely fantastic. It's ridiculous, completely stupid. But they're just a great band. Inflames' new one's great. Serenity. Um, Their new one, Nemesis is really good. That grabbed me. There's just so much stuff this year that uh, I've liked. And it's not until now, toward the end of the year, that I've actually sort of like written it down, looked at it, I've gone, actually, there was a lot more than I thought. There was so much during the course of the year, up until about September I was going, you know, the album's been coming out, but there's nothing really grabbing me. And now I sat down now, listened to a lot of the stuff I missed, listened to a, a lot of other stuff, re-listened to some stuff. And I've just got actually this year isn't anywhere near as 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 um, not as bad, but as, sort of not as um, not as great as usual. And I've just looked at there's a lot of stuff that's um, that has really grabbing me. And so yeah, 2023 gets a thumbs up.
1: Right on. I have been impressed. Maybe there wasn't a huge glutton of pure, like uh, traditional black metal albums, but a lot of black metal adjacent records came out that I loved. I think uh, the arms crossed first and second wave purists. Had a little less to say this year as compared to New Jacks doing something special. Uh, mm-hmm. I did. We. I think I had touched on with Steve. I think there wasn't a tremendous amount of trad metal that I loved, but the ones that I did love were, you know, staylists. You know, on the playlist, they were sticking around. Yeah. And then I think we we hit upon something in one of the earlier episodes of this run here also that other than Metallica, there really wasn't like an upper a glutton of upper echelon bands putting a record out you know like metallica foo fighters avenge sevenfold only one of those <laughs> yeah is on this countdown prominently so it's pretty interesting to me our staff is very diverse and i love that we uh, continue to represent the underground uh just like we used to 11 years ago when we started out before i even joined so i'm really thrilled you know, the diversity of our staff, the diversity of the taste of our staff. We're not just kind of one type of bands only. And listen, I haven't looked at the decibel list yet, but people were texting me about it like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was like, well, it's decibel. And they do, you know, like they do what they do. They're going to be much more underground and less forgiving to commercial bands. They don't cover very many, uh, even at they don't even feel obligated to. So like, you know, we do what we do. And I'm really
0: proud of our, our team collectively. Yeah, decibels. Quite funny. I'll look at them. It's like I just sort of like test myself. How many of these bands have I actually heard of? There's so Um, many. Like who? Okay. Yeah, Uh,
1: I'm. I'm happy to say that of the entire final 75 of the uh that we voted on, that we landed on, set in stone 75. There was only one record I had not heard at least a little of, and that was Fall Fallout Boy, who I'm not a fan of. So.
0: And surprisingly, I haven't heard that
1: one. Yeah, not unsurprising. And I'm sure you, the Blink 182, much like Steve, was also not on your radar, even though it's pretty good. Actually, I heard
0: that heard a little. um, It's okay. Didn't I? uh, I
1: I didn't have have, uh, on my bingo card that Blink 182 was going to make a song that would make a grown man cry (laughs) in 2023. They were going to get all serious. But you know, when you have serious life stuff happen to you, you make more serious music.
0: They were going a little bit serious before they disappeared. No. Right. Then the right. last, the last album they did, they just started going a little less toward uh, the American Pie kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, a little um, bit growing up, and it's. Uh, I think that's what lost them a few fans. But obviously yeah. now, t- you know, time they, has gone on, and they've come back and got a nice little.
1: Uh, yeah, they should have maybe called themselves American Pie Punk or something. I think <laughs> it would have been, you know, very interesting. Uh, any case, <laughs> let us kick off this countdown, and I'll rattle off the uh, albums and the. Album titles and labels, and you can give any and all feedback, and I'll chime in a little bit too, because well, I have I have many thoughts for all these records. <laughs> I I will say before we do the rundown, I could almost throw a blanket over most of these and swap the. Rankings for me personally and they would all be still okay. My number one is is in here is represented although it's not number one overall and I'm perfectly fine with that. I know sometimes our staff are like why didn't you have this obscure thing that I voted for that I wrote in as number one and it's like well you know it's it's again it's about the collective this is even even Steve and I addressed this in a previous episode like there's no tampering whatever Steve does a really scientific weighted voting system that is pretty immaculate and we don't tamper with it just as a rule it's tempting but we don't we just don't so i just want everybody to know that like these rankings are not my rankings or gary's rankings they are the collective there Vote. is
0: no voting fraud here
1: none no 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 there's no uh, no election tampering here um <laughs> firmly so kicking off the final 19 of the final 20 albums on our countdown uh, we This is an interesting one because this record is technically not out yet until mid month, but Health, the industrial rock band, is back with their new album, Rat Wars, on Loma Vista recordings, the same label as Ghost, by the way.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've not heard much about them. I, as they say, the album's not out yet, but I managed to um, hear pretty much all of the album. And what i heard, I actually, right. Um, there's a lot of so they, I can hear there's synth waves, there's uh, Ministry, Vanstone and stuff on there. Uh, good combination of the soft vocals against the hard wrist just sounds that's you know just sounds great. There was a uh, couple of songs that stood out, "Hateful" and "Children of Sorrow," which just absolutely blew me away. Excellent and uh, for a band I've not heard before um, you know not much of, I really enjoyed that one.
1: Nice work. I know this is typically not a band in your wheelhouse, and I will say that I spent a lot of time with this record because I interviewed the band. We have an interview coming out with Jake from Health. This record follows up several sort of remix and collaboration records in a row for them, and this is kind of their step back to the more heavier, you know, classic industrial metal sound. So I'm really, I was pretty thrilled with this one. So I'm not I'm not surprised that it made a late run uh to get in and I'm I'm pretty happy with it so it's If it had come out maybe mid-year, it might be up higher. The next record is a little bit... It shouldn't be a surprise because this is one of the more consistent bands in the world, but Insomnium's record, Anno, 1696, out on Century Media Records, brilliant melodic death metal band. I got to see them in concert this year here in the States, and they are just fantastic, and I, I was like, is this leftovers from the other record that are just as good or better than the last one? How is that possible?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're a very, very consistent band. Uh pick an album, you're not gonna get a bad one. And uh same for this. I've seen them live a couple of times. more than that, probably, but um yeah, they're good live, well, very good live, and the albums are just uh great. I and mean, the focus sections, Proggy solos in there. Um a the couple of songs that stood out on this one. There's uh God Forsaken, which was a, a fantastic solo on that one, and uh there's, there's, there's the guitar solos, there's this stuff on it that wouldn't sound out of place on like uh um Steve Vire and Devin Townsend album and some of the, the, the guitar work on it's absolutely fantastic. And uh they just sound uh, they just they release the same record every time, but never the same every time. It's really strange. You just like I say, pick an album and it come under that kind of like finished melodic on a deal. But you never get the same thing twice. And it's just they're just a really good solid band. I enjoy watching them. Right on. I could not say it better.
1: Kind of a very similar band and a similar album right alongside of Insomnium is Catatonia on our list at number 18. Sky Void of Stars out on Napalm Records, their first album for Napalm Records. And what's really interesting to me about this one is Catatonia, any record that comes out early in the year usually gets overlooked. Or, or just ends up being like lower down on the voting. That just seems to be our experience. It's not scientific, but that's my, I'm postulating a theory. And But this Catatonia record was very strong to me. I think some people were a little divided on it that maybe it was a little more of a grower than a shower, but all in all at the end, still got a lot of vo- votes when it counted.
0: Yeah, Um. again, just like I say, but Catatonia, they just, uh, again, another, another band uh, for me, they've not released a bad album um uh, but their definite styles change you know um some albums are more goth or prog than other ones and this one just seems to me anyway it's like they've taken everything from the last god knows how many years and just taken the best parts of everything every the little styles they do you know doom goth prog in there there's electronica there's all, all this kind of stuff that they've done it's all on the new album but it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like oh, we've got to put that and we've got to stick like it. It just feels absolutely natural. It reminds me of uh, Viva Emptiness and the Great Cold Distance in parts. Um, it's you know, there's they sound new at the same. But it's just another great album. If you like Catatonia, I mean. You know, you say it's device uh, to a point, maybe, but no, definitely. If people don't like it straight away, then they'll like it after a while because it's just catatonia doing what they do. It's just brilliant.
1: Agreed. Uh, number 17, hopefully I'm not going to butcher this name. I have seen this band live several years ago. Dothheimsgaard, Black Medium Current. Not sure if this is about pastry or not, but uh, <laughs> out on Peaceville Records, great band. Historically, also another very consistent band from an and a much more underground band than these first bunch of bands we discussed.
0: Yeah, this is what, my first album, like, eight years or something, and it, it doesn't mess about right from the start. It's just fast blast death metal. Uh, black metal, sorry, um, clean vocals in there as well to you know, just to alienate some purists and um but, uh, the usual snarls, quotes, grunts, and all the bit of those nasty wrists, psychedelic sections and and some pretty distantly metal you know non black metal stuff, um long songs, most of them but they're ne- they never dull. I listen to it a few times, and it's like you' know, I'll play to up a nine minute song, and it's like, oh well, right. this is you know, this is know it doesn't just doesn't sound dull. there's always something going on and um there's some pretty bonkers industrial stuff going on there as well which (laughs) that certainly throws you the first time or two you hear it but uh overall yeah it's a very good album right definitely a
1: band concerned with continuing to evolve we use that word a lot so here it goes, Cult, when a band shapeshifts over time. So great job by them. Uh, probably a band and an album you are not going to be into based on our previous interactions, Gary. Uh, crosses at number 16, the side project from Chino Moreno of Deftones and Sean Lopez, formerly of the band Far, two Sacramento bands. Good night. God bless. Love you. Delete. Out on um, water. I mean,
0: <laughs> out on water music. Not you know, for this, you. Well, the thing, thing might surprise you. I'm not you yeah. I will absolutely go about, not, not going to change what I said, I know that's heresy, but, you know, never much of a Tones fan. But yeah, I like this. I genuinely did. It's nothing like Deftones, which uh, for me was a was a good thing. It's everything. I just wasn't expecting to like it. It was one of these ones that I must, you know, a little bit, I didn't hear it until just a week or so ago, because, you know, Gina Marino, I'm not going to... Um, you know, I'm not going to go heavy on, on anything Deftones wise, but I gave it a proper list and I'm like, you know what? This like dark wave synth stuff, it just suits. And there's um, songs on there which remind me of the uh, Krups, the German band from um, 90s industrial stuff that was, it was just, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go back and mess up and suddenly say, I'm suddenly the biggest um, Deftones or Chino fan, but. I like this. I genuinely did. I didn't expect to. And uh, I've been listening to it way more than I thought possible.
1: Well, that is definitely the first big surprise of this part of the countdown for me. And I'm pleased to hear it because I am a big fan. And I reviewed, the, this is their second release of the year, this full-length album. And their first full-length album, actually. So I reviewed their EP earlier in the year. And they are likely going to release yet another Christmas cover this year. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed for one more of those. I am, I'm a big fan. But yeah, this record was stellar. Uh, another beloved ghost cult band, that goes back to the magazine days probably a band we were one of the first to cover in the world is ken mode and their new album but specifically this new album void on on the great artifact records which also tends to have a lot of synthy and dance bands but they also have ken mode and cloud rat another just top-notch record from you know they never cease to impress me or fail to amaze me
0: yeah it's uh it's it's not one to listen to if you've got a headache uh, it's, uh, it's a real, you know, it's very heavy, um, noisy, um, bit of a, I mean, some of their early stuff, say, more of a black flag, um, vibes within this one, but there is some, you know, that kind of stuff on there. It's just a very aggressive record. Indeed. They always are. And, uh, I'm
1: looking forward to hopefully catching them live in next year. Uh, for number 14, a mild surprise to me, not because of the band, but the where it is in the list, and again, you can't really get too can't get too nitpicky over this. But at number fourteen, the Great Cannibal Corpse with their new album Chaos Horrific on Metal Blade, and just Cannibal Corpse is a band that has had several top ten placements for us in the in the eleven years of Ghost Cult. I thought it was a really strong record, and you know, easily more of one of my favorites than perhaps their last couple.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of people saying that this one has been the best for a few years. Every time they release an album, I say it's the best they've been for a few years, then you look at the list and go, hang on, no, they're all good. Uh, since uh, Eric Rutan came along, the productions of improved no end. Now he's a full-time member of the band as well. That's clearly helped on this. And the one thing I've not just myself noticed, but of some people that I know have noticed that George's vocals have become increasingly more decipherable. You can actually, you know, hear, Clearly, you know, the insanity is spewing out. It's absolutely, you know, it, the new one is just absolutely great. It doesn't do anything brand new. It, you know, They're not that kind of band. But technically, they seem to just, they, you know, one of these things you listen to, um, normal everyday a person in the street listens to this, they'll just think it's absolute noise. But to the train there, you listen to some of the riffs, some of the guitar, um, some of the... Um, that did in some of these songs, the drum patterns, bass lines, everything's getting more technical. A lot of bands around their age are sort of like, We've done our best work, we'll just churn out some simple stuff, keep it easier so we can play it. These guys seem to go the other way, and everything just seems to on each album just get more technical, uh, without losing any of the you know the, the brutality, which is what they're you know famous for. The album just absolutely, um, does that in spades. It's such a good album. George's vocals are great on it And I say um, the production is crystal clear It is one of the best they've done in ages And the next time they release an album I'll be saying the exact same
1: thing Same, same And uh, time for a shameless plug The uh, Ghost Cult joint The Glacially Musical Podcast, which I am the co-host of, just wrapped up a series not too long ago, maybe a couple of months back, on the early Cannibal Corpse records. So it was really fun to kind of delve back into the early history of the band. And then I saw them live recently. And then I went back and listened to this record again before voting on my personal top 20. So it was a comprehensive study of the band and I like doing that. Uh, For for number 13, we have a bit of a controversial pick. very divisive among metalheads sleep token take me back to eden out on spine farm records this band came with probably the most hyped band of the year of any kind of heavy music genre and i gotta say i feel like it lives up to it but i'm curious to know what you thought of that record
0: well yeah the uh the word divisive wow yeah um you can't go onto any you know any any page um blabber or whatever whichever one whichever facebook or whatever social media you're on and they are the new ghost you know it's like you know ghosts aren't heavy enough they're not this they don't do that we we'll sleep token of the new ghost in you know? it they're not metal they're not this they're not that and it's like well okay doesn't so who cares they do what they do and if you don't like it tough stop trying to put things into categories where you know It's just unnecessary. Do you like what they do? No, don't listen. If you like what they do, then fair play and and go for it. I saw them at uh, Bloodstock this year. I wanted to see them with my own two eyes, hear them with my own two ears, to see what the fuss was all about. And I like them. They're different. Um, Different is scary to a lot of people. You know, we want, you know, it's the old joke, we want something different, but no, not like that. And that one needs to progress. that one needs to change, and it means incorporating different music and into different styles and things um they're doing this brilliantly. there are some songs on the album I don't get on with them as much um it's not for me a perfect album or anything like that, but it's oh you know if, if I was to listen to half the people on the internet, I wouldn't have gone anywhere near it but um it's there are some absolutely cracking tunes on there, you know but some of them have got the, the you know the more um. The other kind of stuff that non-metal, you know, heretical. But there you go. Uh, and the other stuff that they've got on there, um, it just it just complements each other perfectly. They just it sounds really good, and I just can't stand so looking. I'm looking. Well, actually, no. I say I can't stand it. I actually, sometimes just enjoy watching the uh, the toing and throwing between people of both sides. And it's uh, say so they've just taken over from as The you know they're not metal, you know they are they're not um it's just that they're the new banner for that but i liked it most of it
1: (laughs) right on i also saw them at a festival at riot fest two festivals we covered this year and uh i also thought you know granted they don't have like one ass kicking opener song like you know square hammer but at the Mm. same time like a simmer to a boil people were into it like their whole style people were vibing with them maybe the only problem we had is they took a bit of time to get on stage but other than that no complaints the next record i'm super proud that this made the list at all and i'm super proud that this band made a big stellar comeback of sorts this is silosis with a sign of things to come on nuclear blast josh middleton formally of Architects, I, literally within like two days of him departing the band, they announced this record and dropped a single. And just from the very first notes of the first single through to the album release, it was gonna be all bangers. Really, I feel like Silosis is the band that is really holding up technical death metal in the UK right now, pretty much on their backs. Uh, there are many great bands, but they are the ones who did it the best
0: this year. Yeah, very solid album. Pretty much kind of everything I was gonna say there. It's um, well-produced. Well played, heavy as hell. Yeah, thumbs up, no problem there.
1: I will say, I think what uh, our review of the album, as well as some other people I've chatted with about them that asked me, my opinion about them is that the band is now the equal to Josh. It's not just Josh carrying, you know, he's got the right collaborators to, to create with. And that was probably me. I don't want to say holding them back because similar lineup but just you know they're, maybe they're all firing on all cylinders and he knew he was probably going to hit the end of the road with architects so uh all good funny enough for the number 11 song and our uh, number 11 album in our countdown was my number 1 for the whole year which was baroness with the album Stone on their own label of Braxton Hymns. Everybody then, I wrote the review for that album by the way and everyone that knows me knows that I've been just beating a shoe on a table like Khrushchev for many years for a very old person reference. And I love, I love that band a whole lot. So I knew I was gonna love the record. I didn't know it was gonna be as great, maybe their best record or tied for their best record with Purple to me. Um, I gave it that high a, a value in my own personal list. But how about you?
0: Yeah, they're not to be honest. They're not one of my go-to bands. Um, I like them, um, but uh, yeah, the new one again. It's um, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff on there. Atmosphere, uh, lyrics. That you know, more into the lyrics. That that helps so much more. Um, some of the in little solos they've got. Um, big, strong riffs, Loads of mood shifts. There's this, you know, so many shifts and changes in mood all the way through songs. And it's yeah, just uh, for a band that I don't usually listen to. But I don't, I, I, not that I don't even like them. I just don't seem to listen to them as much. For a band that's out one of my go-to's. Yeah, that was a nice little. Um, that was a good album. Enjoyed that one. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Uh, another vastly talked-about band coming in to start our final nine. On this part of the countdown, the final nine albums here. Two Mold at number ten with their album *The Enduring Spirit* on Twenty Bucks Bin, which they basically surprise dropped. Which I'm not a big fan of. As I'm putting my music marketing hat on, but it worked for them to barely announce it, drop it quick, and I don't even think we got the promo until the day of or the day before. And it's just a it's just a banger. There's a whole wave of American death metal bands right now, kind of doing this OSDM thing, and they do it the best.
0: Yeah, this one though, it's like big change of direction for. I mean, they've been doing that whole, you know, the old school death metal, but now it's like, right, we're going to go. And there are some really highly technical and proggy moments. Well, throughout the album, the whole album is so progressive throughout it. I mean, listen, you go back and listen to the early stuff and listen to this, and you do think, is this the same band? But um, they, they, uh, this one surprised me. I wasn't expecting. I've I've heard the early stuff. Don't mind it. This one is in my wheelhouse. It really did. I was like, yeah. This is one album I'll be I'm going to be listening to a lot. Uh, there's a song called "Will of Whispers" that just looked right out at me. It's another you know, it's a typically kind of foggy long song, but you know they haven't lost any of the brutality. They just channeled it into different ways, and um, I just think it is. It's one of these ones that could still. I haven't finished my own personal top 20, 25 of the year yet. This one could still very much sort of like make an appearance. You know, the early stuff I like this stuff. The um the more progressive elements in it so, um yeah well that was as it goes it's a bold strategy, Colin. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah. Uh,
1: but no dodging any riffs on this podcast. I will also say that immediately after I turned my list into Steve, I regretted missing like ten other bands I had forgotten. So that's the that's the journey for all of us critics. <laughs> Got to be honest and unmerciful to quote another favorite movie of mine. And uh, for number nine, we're going to take it all the way back to Teenage Keefe in New York City in the rough and tumble late 80s New York City and a band that I saw play several times back then when they were forming a band that is 37, 38 years old Swans with their new album, The Beggar, on their own Young God label. And, you know, avant-garde, really back to the roots of the original Ghost Cult magazine with a band like this and a few others on this countdown. And uh, I think what happened with this band is they put, you know, they've always had kind of this intent and purposefulness when they write and compose. And then they put together this incredible live band about five, six years ago. And that band has now gone on to make their new records. And I think these last two have been, I would say, almost right up there with some of the best of their career.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, one of these bands, that I, I don't know, never really clicked on these ones. They're not something that I personally listen to um, that often. It sounds okay, but I'm not, a, I'm, I am unaware of histories and anything to do with this band, really. But I was getting big, kind of like, in some of the shrubs, a big Lou Reed kind of vibe, uh, Velvet Underground kind of sound, almost dorsing in places. So I like, felt like it was like like late 60s, early 70s. So, if I say New York, um, you know, it's that kind of vibe to it. It was okay. I i I'm not say they're not a band that I tend to go to. I'm not an aficionado of theirs by any stretch. But yeah, um if it if it came on, I wouldn't turn it off.
1: Fair enough. And I will say I, I do get the spirit of this band. I wonder if in a weird way Devin Townsend hasn't been inspired by the history of swans where they're Enigmatic frontman has always allowed collaborators to take features and be, you know, lead whole songs and lead whole albums and not put the focus so much on himself, which Devi has been masterful at doing in this later era of his career where the it's the pieces of the whole that make the thing great. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be getting another Devi record hopefully next year. I'm sure that'll be making a return to the top of the chart there. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Without a doubt, the best thrash metal album of the year is coming up next, and that's number eight on our countdown. Overkill's album, Scorched, another Nuclear Blast record release. Came out the same day as Metallica's 72 seasons, and a lot of people were like, This is the better record. Choose the record with the green instead of the yellow. And uh, they wouldn't be that far off. I do love the Metallica, though, but Overkill, what can you say? They continue to smash it every time. And uh, especially since they added uh, Jason Bittner of Shadows Fall on drums, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's made a hell of a difference. They, they, they've been doing this level of quality thrash. I mean, they—I mean, for me, the the nineties and the two thousand early two thousands—I don't sort of you know, just ignore that. It was okay, but the big run that they had from you know from the first album uh, until the late nine no, until the late eighties, perfect. This run that they're doing now, this run that started for me, I'm. Um, Probably with uh you know, it's just gone on. It's just, you know, whichever album you pick, it's just absolutely brilliant. I don't know how they keep doing it. The energy that's, um, the Blitz has, I, I don't know how he does it. You know, it's it's every album they release, they're a year or two older than the one before, and they sound a year or two younger. Every time at this rate, they'll be going, you know, three or four albums down the line, they'll be sounding like 16 year olds again. It's just amazing the amount of uh, energy electricity that these that that overkill managed to put out on a record that a lot of of the flash bands as much as I love some of them don't seem to be able to capture it. They've got this kind of like live vibe in the studio that just comes across. and It's punishing. It's brilliant. And uh, it's absolutely it when I'm in in my um, own uh, top 20. It's absolutely up there because yeah, give me the green over the yellow any day.
1: I get you. And uh, fun fact, I am definitely in full-on mosh retirement at these days, and I watch a lot of these shows from the back back of the room because I don't feel like getting pushed or punched. But for Overkill, I was right up front by the rail, uh, mm-hmm. right right on side of the stage watching and headbanging. And I was I was injured for days after that show when they played <laughs> here in San Francisco recently. Uh, a bit of a surprise at number seven, Mutoid Man mutants on sergeant house records i now this is a band we've had cave-in very high up in our countdowns before but never mutoid man and this is always thought of as a side band but really taking on kind of for uh stephen Brodsky of cave-in is in both bands and i feel like this band is now on equal footing with any of his other projects
0: yeah this one i absolutely love it this is another one of my late entries to me didn't hear it until recently um, not really over familiar with the band, but I'm gonna be because it was just absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, the first track on the on the whole album, it's just like, you know, it's if sludge Metal had whoa choruses like from the misfits, it was like straight into that. And it was like, okay. Um, there's so many tracks on there, so many different moods on there. They, I mean, broken glass ceiling, absolutely brilliant as um setting sun one of the best closing tracks on any album i've heard this year um god it was like you know sabbath meets queen of the stone age meets acid bath and then with like you know seventies it's just eclectic yet cohesive just everything about it screams this is the stuff i'm gonna like so yeah it's uh it's one of the one of the later entries of the ones i've uh Uh, of the year but it's absolutely made an impression love
1: it and always the hallmark of mutoid man hilarious hilarious lyrics so into our last few of this countdown and really for me any of these bands could have been you know you could just throw a blanket over these and swap the places and then pull back the blanket and have any order but very very strong final run here uh, for some UK representation earn at number six, Feast of Sorrow on Candlelight Records produced by their mentor and partner and friend, Joe DePlantier from Gojira, and basically earned taking on some Gojira characteristics on this record. But what a what a fantastic album and a great
0: band. Well, it's heavy. There's heavy and there's heavy. And uh, I'd, I'd heard them before, uh, but saw them at Bus stop this year, and they were just immense. This is not a happy album. It is, I mean, for me, maybe, maybe, you know, not fast-wise, although we all, you know, there are blasts of speed on it, but it's like, this could be the heaviest album on the entire, it's just so heavy. And, you know, lyrically as well, I mean, I remember at Bloodstock, um, what is it, uh, Joe nally the singer, just belting out, there must be more to life than this. And it's just like, oh, God, you're depressed. It's like, you're carrying the weight, it sounds like he's literally carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. And it's getting to him really badly because it's not a happy album. It's not uh, anything other than just unrelentingly brutally heavy and just so good. And uh, But, you, you know, if you were in a good mood before, you probably won't be after. And if you're in a bad mood to start with, then probably best not interact with human beings for the next few months.
1: I agree with everything you just said. Moving along, also keeping it with the UK. So much great metal coming out of
0: the uk right now
1: gary pupil oh, yeah. slicer with blossom on prosthetic records kind of everybody's you know golden child band this year but absolutely completely worth it and warranted
0: yeah another band. i saw them last year i've been looking forward to it i would heard all the hype and uh, i've got to see them um live brilliant new album fantastic yeah um speed aggression um and you know the angstiest of all the angst-ridden albums on here. It's just full of so much, you know, intensity. The, the lighter parts work so heavy with the, the, the screaming, you know, um, that goes along with it. It's just, I mean, what, there's all, I mean, it's drawing core in the album. There's so many different, there's even black metal riffs that chuck up in there, of you know, and again. and um, it's got so many different styles to it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, a, a very aggressive, very intense album that every now and again thinks, you yeah, know, lulls you about a little bit uh, into a nice false sense of security. Oh, we're going to be nice and gentle on this one. No, you're not. You're going to slam my head against the wall several times and, you know, until I'm bleeding out my ears. That's actually a recommendation. So, yeah.
1: As should be no surprise, the number four album on our countdown is from the great... Cattle Decapitation, another death metal baddie, Terracite on Metal Blade Records. And, you know, what can you say? This band is going on, you know, 25 years of
0: excellence. Really doesn't seem that long. Um, Everyone of those bands I look at and think, well, God, you've been going that long. It only feels like it's about 10 years. But, yeah, 20-odd years, 25 years. And um, this one is just brilliant. Travis's vocals on it are now just insane. I mean, they've just reached a new level of what the hell am I listening to here? And I love it. The uh, choruses on the album are just, are just so catchy. And uh, they shouldn't be. Everything else, you know, is so re- unrelentingly in your face, just crushing your face into the floor. And then all of a sudden you're able to sing along, but not in his style, because that would just destroy throats. But it's everything I wanted from An- a new Decapitation now and more. It's one of my albums of the year. Can't rave about it enough uh but not want to play grandma over christmas lunch indeed and probably
1: damaging all the nasal cavities and throats more more damage in that part of the body than all the blow in bolivia anyhow yeah. sorry <laughs> to my bolivian people out there that follow ghost cult potentially uh last couple for us uh number three code orange the above on the brand new label blue grape created by the founders of roadrunner records or two of the founders and uh you know code orange is a band that can Very much this post-pandemic, you know, reigning modern metal champions mixing, you know, got the classic hardcore from when they were a hardcore band, mixing in the new metal, mixing in industrial metal, mixing in post-grunge. What can't they do?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this is another, um, you know, angstier of the angsty albums of an angstist. But there's so much going on there. I mean, you listen to some songs. I can hear Corn, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins. It's, you know, there's Nine Inch Nails stuff making an appearance in there. It's um, so much stuff in there. Um just like you know the uh pupil side you're gonna be singing along one it and screaming along as out in frustration and hates and everything the next, it's um another really good album. The hard obviously the whole hardcore stuff, you know, that is on there and um, very very it's just a very aggressive again album that just does so much. And uh, yeah, from one of the for what it is, it it needed a couple of three listens to really take in all it all in. And uh, I'm glad I did took the time with it because it is a, a, a very seriously good album. Indeed, we've got a pretty cool interview coming out
1: with Jamie from Code Orange to discuss that record very soon. And then the final album for this part of the countdown at number two, not that big of a shock, Enslaved with Heimdall, another nuclear blast records release and what can you say enslaved is you know one of the greatest bands ever we just covered them at damnation festival which that review is live at ghost cult right now where they played two of their eps from 30 years ago and then this year they put out like a progressive metal masterpiece that's still got a hint of their classic black metal sound
0: yeah um everything they do turns to gold really doesn't it i mean no matter what style they got off and done it suits them it's very much like Catatonia for me, that they take taken aspects of a lot of their earlier stuff, more recent stuff, put it together and just created this absolute mountain port of good. It's just absolutely brilliant. I mean, there's, you know, there's, I can hear like, you know, early Bathory influence on there, the choruses and, you know, when they, you know, such clean tones and everything about the album is just class. Viking you know, metal and everything that that, um, that they cover, it's all in there. If you like Enslaved, you like them to do new things and you like them to do old things, you like them to be interesting, you like them to be straight, then it's there. Get it. It's brilliant.
1: Right on. I do believe that Enslaved has put out five releases in the 11 years of Ghost Cult and all of them have been ranked in the top 10, including their EP <laughs> at this the is- end of the year
0: this is not surprising
1: uh, unsurprising for sure <laughs> obviously we're going to do number one in a future episode but of course i need to ask what was your personal
0: number one album with year? You, if you're ready to reveal that i've got a i've got a tie really i, I cannot at the moment uh green mum this heathen land came out of nowhere and just hit me there's moonlight Sorceress, horn lord of the thorn castle and um i, I can't decide it's one of those two or even um, Capital Decapitation I can't decide Stop asking me questions <laughs> It's one of those three It's either Capital Decapitation, it's green Lung, Or it's Moonlight Sorcery And I'll flip a coin until I get an answer And it's one of those I think, I hate this year <laughs>
1: <laughs> It was a tough year to make a list I'm not going to lie Fair play sir, fair play If you had to pick one album that we know about That's coming out in 2024 That you're most looking forward to What record Ooh. is that?
0: Things to look forward to. Well, a fingers crossed for the last, I don't know how many years, but Anthrax, come on, <laughs> please. The last I read, uh, Joey was going into actually, like, Lave Opens Down, like, after he'd made that Facebook post, or whatever it was, so I hope that happened. But Anthrax has got, you know, surely got to arrive in next year. Uh, the new Priest one, they released a couple of songs already. Yeah, I'm into that straight away. Uh, being a Brit, Saxon, um, they're another band that's just so consistent Nightwish is another one I want to um, see what they do before they go on hiatus for a little while Ishar, you know, that's he's another great musician I can't wait to hear what he does a um, couple of old schoolers I'm looking forward to is Scanner and Morbid Saint uh, Morbid Saint like you know, one of the one of the thrash bands from the 80s that came out did one album and then disappeared but the album became Spectrum of Death just became like legendary amongst um, you know thrash fans. and Scanner were like for me, they were like the first science fiction kind of scene metal band. They did so many good songs. I mean, very much like Halloween uh, in that in that style. But they disappeared, came back, To disappeared, came back. So I'm interested uh, to know what that's uh, going to do. Harry King, is he going to release his new um, solo stuff next year? Hopefully. That'll keep the internet awake anyway with lots, um, lots of comments. Um, I noticed Slipknot. I've got uh, something called "Look Outside Your Window" coming out, which is like offcuts from um, from the "All Hope Is Gone" sessions that uh, just the four of the core band wrote themselves, and very different to Slipknot apparently. So interested to hear that. And finally, the other one I'm really looking forward to, if it ever arrives, I'm hoping it does, is King Diamond. Um, just hope that that can, you know he's been threatening it for the last three or four years. Let's just hope it happens.
1: Right on. I was going to ask you about King Diamond and/or Merciful Fate. I think we're going to get one record each the next two years. So very hyped for that myself. Yep. And I, I will throw in Opeth. A new Opeth record is always an event in my life. So I'm waiting for
0: that as well. And, I don't know anything about that, but if Opeth release, then add that to the list because I love Opeth.
1: Yeah, they're definitely working on stuff. And of course Anthrax. And uh, yeah, we'll see who else. We'll see who else will join the fray. Uh, we're overdue for a bunch of. We didn't have, a, like I said, a bunch of big ticket bands put out a release this year so uh maybe even a new ghost ep who
0: knows
1: (laughs) gary once again it's always a pleasure and an honor it's great to work with you Uh, you know again none of this happens without people like you so i'm just grateful cheers once again for many years of service and many more to come i hope
0: no worries thank you very much
1: thanks for being here and uh, stay tuned for the number one reveal the Ghost Coat album of the year coming soon. I'm Keith from Ghost and that's Gary, and we're out. Peace. This has been another episode of the Ghost Coat Magazine podcast. Check us out at Ghost and follow our socials at Ghost Coat Mag. Until the next time, peace.